Welcome again to this weekly Triangles Meditation Group webinar. And Happy New Year to everyone. Today is January 6th, 2020. The purpose of these weekly webinars is to introduce the work of Triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of Triangles. And it's also intended to be a platform for people who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the Triangles Network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of a line of lighted, loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. This triangle is then placed within the planetary network of triangles, and as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network and into the consciousness of all open hearts and minds who can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day and can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So as we do at the beginning of every webinar, we're going to take a brief moment for visualization prior to sounding our mantra. So let's visualize ourselves as a group, as a sphere of lighted energy. And know ourselves as one united network working with all triangles workers everywhere. See the world teacher standing at the heart of this lighted, purposeful sphere of energy, radiating and enlivening all triangles workers everywhere. See spinning out from this inmost center, shining threads of etheric substance pouring out through us, uniting us one with each other and radiating out through all the world.
Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. So we know that during times of great heightened tension in our planetary life, that triangles workers everywhere who stand within the heart center of the new group of world servers have a key role to play in keeping the alignment between the inner and outer worlds open and unimpeded. And in an interesting passage in a treatise on white magic, the Tibetan speaks of the key role of this group, this heart center, as tuning into the very soul of humanity. And during difficult and stimulating times, such as the present, to hold the vision before the eyes of humanity because those who work within this group can reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding to those who cannot so stand. And so we have to rise above the challenges and tensions in the world, not avoiding them, but knowing that by riding that wave, uh, rather than being caught in the undertow, we can serve more effectively to, as he says, create that golden path that leads to the clear pool and from thence to the temple of retreat. For if we are not able to hold that alignment, as was the case from the group who was active during the difficult period in Atlantean times, um, then the teachings of the Ageless Wisdom, which have only recently really been made public, would have to again go underground as the forces of materialism gain in strength. So we have a key role. We have an effective uh, vehicles. We have an effective tools to use. So let's make sure that we use them and we use the strength of the planetary network of triangles to bring light and goodwill to humanity and to those making the decisions in our world. 
So after we have our meditation today, we have an opportunity to hear from one of our co-workers, Clarence Harvey, who will share some thoughts on creative use of the Great Invocation. So we look forward to hearing you a little bit later. So now let's work with our meditation. Let's link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are also working with this Triangles Meditation Group. We invoke the spiritual will from the center Shambhala. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. link with the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. 
Visualize the world teacher standing as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships.
Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done as, by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love, within the heart of God. Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, everyone. And now we'll turn the platform over to you, Clarence. Uh, look forward to hearing from you. Thank you, Kathy. Um, good evening, everyone. It is evening here where I am. I hope that my talk today makes a useful contribution to this series of sharing the reflections and research on the great invocation that we've had in these webinars most recently from Starling and Gloria. I'd like to offer three thoughts today, all related to what we might call the vibrational aspect of the great invocation. And as we know, vibration is creative. Firstly, I simply want to encourage an attitude of research and investigation into the great invocation. And secondly, I suggest that one effect of the vibration of the invocation has been to stimulate a musical response in various creative people. And I'll ask us to listen to two examples of musical interpretations of the great invocation huh? itself. And the third thought relates to the great invocation as a resonant tool for setting the keynote of human evolutionary development. So firstly, Alice Bailey's book, Discipleship in the New Age, volume two, tells us that with regards, with regards to the great invocation, the true inner implications and significances are of very deep import and are not superficially apparent. The book says that the words of the invocation embody in modern language a very ancient formula. And it suggests that the stanzas are mantric in nature. We know that a mantra is a sound or a set of sounds selected and arranged in such a way that they produce deep and powerful effects. The effects are not restricted to the surface meanings of the words, but rather result from the fact 
that the sounds can set up particular vibrations in different levels of matter and consciousness. So to my mind, this could suggest a line of research based on listening to the effects of sounding the great invocation in ourselves. For example, we could experiment with listening inwardly to the difference between sounding the invocation whilst concentrating in our hearts, as contrasted, say, with an attitudinal approach where we attempt to sound the invocation from a sense of identity as I, the triangle divine, working out the will to good within the square. Such research could lead us to experiment with sounding the invocation in different physical locations or environments, or at different times in the day, or at different speeds and rhythms. The scope for experimentation is vast, and I think the need for it in these times of world crisis is vital. I hope that more and more people who use the invocation will pursue their own reflective investigations into it with the principal aim of deepening our appreciation of its tremendous depth and of helping ourselves to learn to sound it with fuller soul awareness. Since it is said that the great invocation belongs to all humanity, it seems this is justification enough for adapting it, applying it, working creatively with it in any way that seems to fit our circumstances and helps us express our own measure of light, creativity, and will to good in the world. My second point arises out of the first in that personal and group research and investigation into the Great Invocation has led quite naturally to various adaptations of its words and to many artistic interpretations and depictions aimed at spreading it into society at large. So there are now many versions of the Great Invocation reflected also in modifications and in translations into many languages. The version we use in this webinar group, for example, is a slight adaptation of the original modern wording as given in English in 1945. If we compare the original wording with our adapted version, we can see that the adapted version uses terms that might resonate with a wider range of people, including those who do not particularly affiliate with the Christian religion. I think that in general, all of these versions and translations can be valid in as far as they are the result of adaptation to meet the need of individuals and groups who value the spirit of the invocation as an instrument for supporting the growth of humanity into greater light and love, and who use the adapt these adaptations to help create the pathway by which the coming one can manifest in humanity. Whatever our own point of view, I think it's important to perceive that at its core, the great invocation is a vibrational form or a specific form of vibration capable of appealing to the deeper soul of people across widely differing cultures. 
In this regard, I thought it might be interesting for us to listen to two musical renditions of the Great Invocation, which illustrate this point. I should make it clear that, of course, there are many musical renditions of the Great Invocation now freely available on the internet. And I think this is testimony to the fact that the deeper vibrations of this mantra can be carried outwards through many vocal and instrumental forms without losing their innate potency. The two pieces I've selected were created by two people from two very different cultures. The first piece you hear is one by Dr. Michael Robbins. Uh, you can see on your screens um, the introductory slide of that. He is a co-founder and president of the University of the Seven Race. So perhaps we can um, listen to that now.
So, um, actually, after <laughs> listening to um, pieces like that, I often I don't really want to say anything. But um, in in the spirit of um, perhaps recognizing that the great inv invocation really is a universal um, instrument given to all humanity and that what we, we make of it and, and the means in which we receive it can differ across cultures. Um, and, and it is not that one approach is better than the other as, as far as I'm concerned. So I have a second um, track um, if you go with me on this, um, this one, it, it contrasts in many ways from the interpretation we just heard. The author has adjusted the vocabulary using terms such as Ja for God, I and I, referring to the higher I or self, I-manity for humanity, etc. This track is produced and played by Ras Kawinseb Selassie a professional musician based in Ethiopia. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> Seal the door 
presentation and as I finished drafting it as I was preparing it I found myself thinking that the great invocation is perhaps a far more incredible device than we might ever know. What we do know is that it is described as the most powerful mantra in human possession which brings me to my final thought which is that in making of ourselves 
constant users of this vibrational formula of words, which we know as the great invocation, we are participating in setting up a vibration that resonates not only in humanity, but in fact throughout our planet, the Earth. As this vibration becomes stronger within humanity, one of the important effects may well be to bring about the evolutionary emergence of the higher qualities of the human soul, resulting in the Earth giving birth to a humanity that shines with light and love and with the radiant power of the will to good. The sounding of the great invocation therefore seems to be an activity that sets a clear keynote for human development in the Aquarian age. Thank you for allowing me to share these thoughts. Thank you so much, Clarence. Um, as you could probably, I don't know if you've had a, been able to look in the chat box, but there's certainly been a lot of appreciation for your sharing and for these musical renditions of the Great Invocation. So, uh, and thank you, um, Vanessa and others who have posted the link for, I believe, um, might be for Michael's Michael Robbins' uh, version of the Great Invocation. Yeah, in the, the transcript um, that uh, hopefully you'll be able to share, um, I have put the links that I found for both. Um, oh, okay, great. Yes. Yeah, I think I think the transcript has been uploaded. I'm not sure, but hopefully it has been. Um, and if anybody wants to share audibly, you can click on your name in the participants box and we'll unmute your microphone. And... If you wanted to read, there was a, a sharing of a quote from David Trice that you might might be able to read. Yes. I oh, and also Christine Egar. I don't know if you see that one. Was that, that, she's... Was that one before? Yeah, it's before. Okay, let's see if I can find it there. Uh, not seeing the one from Christine. Ah, yes. Uh, the Magna Invocatio, that one? Yes. Yes. A Gnostic Mass for, for Choir and Orchestra, composed by Jazz Coleman of Killing Joke. That has recently been released. It's a wonderful piece of music inspired by the Great Invocation. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Christine. Only after, um, as I was um, preparing this, I also came across a, a jazz version, actually, performed... Uh, according to the, I can't remember the name. I, I, I wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> um, mm. But there are versions out there. Some are, some are, I mean, adapted to various um, situations and, and thing. I think it's really important to have these various um, approaches, interpretations. I think if I could just just mention the first time I heard, I think there was an old CD a number of years ago that had um, the implication in different languages. Uh, Japanese and Russian and, and so on. Um, about six different versions were on this um, tape, old videotape. And it was wonderful listening to the sound that was produced, even though I don't speak Japanese and so on. So, yeah, um, the, the inner vibration seems to allow itself to come out in different languages um, and even wordings and still be carried. So, yeah. 
Um, the quote from, uh, it is uh, David, David Trice, if I can Yes, yeah. Um, oops, really lost it. Yes, the great invocation was rendered relatively powerless. This is a, a quote from um, one of the Alice Bailey books. Um, the great invocation was rendered relatively powerless from the angle of dynamic usefulness because the majority of those who used it turned it into a peace prayer. It was instead a great spiritually militant invocative demand. This must not happen with this stanza of invocation. It is a demand. It is also an authoritative affirmation of existent fact. It sets in motion agencies and forces hitherto quiescent, and these can change the face of the world battlefield. It invokes the Prince of Peace, but he carries a sword, and the effects of his activity may prove surprising to those who see only the needs of the form aspect of humanity. Yes, thank you, David. Um, I think those are, well, those are obviously important points that when we, we see so much strife, we, we want obviously the opposite and harmony and, and, and so on. But we are in a, we are in a um, serious times when in order to reach real harmony, I think often the, the way to that, the way to really entering into love and, and light in terms of being enlightened with deep understanding can be surprising. And maybe that's partly why my senses of research and each of us being as much as we can in our own way, um, really digging into the invocation, um, if it's as anywhere as valuable as, as um, those of us who do some research, um, keep insisting that what we what we understand is seems to be the tip of a very very cosmic iceberg <laughs> yes well there's um another comment by nick and then russ Witha, and then maybe we'll close after that yes. um um if, if you, you might help me with uh i'm not seeing those so okay um, Nick writes, this webinar has been all about sound from the beginning to this wonderful ending. The question is, are we listening? Good question. Um, Russ, to learn how to listen. Yeah. Russ Witha writes, fantastic, both versions in their own way. Thank you very much and best wishes for 2020 to all. Thank you. Well, All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. And let's end by taking a moment of silence to link with All Triangles members throughout the world. Thank you. Thank you.
soul Where I'll end up, well I think only God really knows I've sat upon the setting sun But never, 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 never I never wanted water once Never, never, never I listen to my words But they fall far below I let my music take me Where my heart wants to go swam upon the devil's lake But never, 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 never I'll never make the same mistake No, never, never, never